Hello, Hospitality MD listeners. Welcome back to another episode. Today joining us is Paula Cajeron. She is a content writer and hospitality expert at Ask Suite, the global leader in hotel chatbot focused on direct bookings. Having worked as a hotelier for seven years, she now enjoys writing about hospitality and the benefits of technology and artificial intelligence in the hotel industry. I am so happy to have her on the show. Paula, thank you so much for joining us. Oh, thank you so much for having me here. I'm pretty excited. Absolutely. Um, so I am kind of, after reading over your background, I'm absolutely fascinated in what you've done. You call yourself a multi-potentialite, which is the first time I've ever heard that word. So thanks for enlightening me on that. Um, so for those of us who don't know what that means, what what is that? What is a multi-potentialite? Yeah, I actually only find out, found out about it that actually have this word and this category of, of, of personality, let's say, uh, two years ago around. And it actually means that I, uh, the, the, this person likes a lot of different things, have many interests. So it's really hard to just keep doing the same thing over and over or to follow a career as as you can, you you could check in my background that it's <laughs> I change fields a lot and that it's like uh, it's people that like to learn things all the time, uh, like a lot of things. It's not that we don't like things; we actually like a lot of things. And yeah, and then you you I used to get very frustrated before I I found out that have more people like me out there because you know uh, well my dad is a doctor so. Oh, what you're gonna be when you grow up? Oh, I'm gonna be a doctor, and then he's a doctor like all his life, and that was not my case. And I was like, oh my god, I'm a failure because you know I'm changing all the time. And then yeah, so then I found out that I have a lot of people like like me out there, and it's very I think it's quite valuable right now to be like this because things change all the time. You have to to learn things all the time. You know, it's really, really fast, everything. So if you have this kind of personality that you really enjoy learning uh, new things all the time, I think it's it's great. It's a great time to be like me, I think. (laughs) I completely agree with you. I think, um, you know, granted, I love hospitality and that's where, you know, my interest has been for a very long time. but even within hospitality, I find myself always wanting to try a new property or see, you know, uh, new experiences or, or, you know, meet different people and whatever. So I think, you know, I can relate to you a lot in that. Now, speaking of your background, um, which is very interesting, if, if you would mind just telling us a little bit uh, about um, your background and kind of who you are as a person. Okay, I I will try to make it short and uh, pain free <laughs> for the listeners because it, it like you like you said before it's a it's a, it is an interesting background I think but it's a bit confusing sometimes but anyway I started well, let's start when I graduate uh, I have a bachelor degree in psychology uh, and it feels like it was. Uh, 10,000 years ago. <laughs> so once upon a time, uh, I used to work as a psychologist. And But just after my graduation, after I get my degree, I, I, after I got my degree, I moved to Sweden, actually. And I lived there for five years. And, you know, when I got to Sweden, I didn't know the language. Uh, so how can I 
actually work <laughs> as a psychology if I don't even can speak <laughs> the language. It's like, yeah, it, it's not possible. So that's when I started actually uh, experimenting different things at different jobs, you know, just to, uh, just to, to get some money. But anyway, eventually I learned the language and I now speak uh, uh, Swedish and I got a job in a psychiatrist ho- hospital, actually. And, uh, and it was really interesting experience for sure. I would never, ever guess that I would be in a psychiatric hospital in Sweden, if you asked me like 20 years ago. But anyway, uh, I, I, was, I, went, I, I worked there for like almost two years And when I came back to Brazil, I was like, okay, I don't want psychology anymore. I do, I do like studying psychology. I don't just don't want to work as a psychologist. So what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? And hospitality just came to, into my life like unexpected. Uh, was actually a friend of mine, a new, new um, hostel owner, and she was looking for someone that could you know, be there in the front desk and could speak some language. And I was, okay, I'm not doing anything. And I'm sorry, Ateliers, it was not really my, uh, <laughs> it, it was an accident, but it was a really, really nice action. I'm really happy to, that happened to me. Uh, anyway, so I was, okay, I'm going to give a try. And I started working in, in the front desk in a hostel in Rio. And it was an amazing experience. One of the best ones I have, I have to say, uh, it's completely different from, I don't know what I was used to and I've learned so much. And yeah, then I got, uh, uh, I, I got into the hospitality world and I stayed there. I stayed in the hotel industry for almost seven years. So then I, I slowly uh, went, uh, I, I, I go up a little bit and then I start being, uh, I went from front desk. First, I was a front desk agent. Then I went to reservations. Then I went to general manager of a very small hotel boutique. So it's completely different from the hostel that I was bef- before, like when I started. But anyway, so yeah. And then I I stayed for seven years and I was happy and all. But I have to admit that I was really tired of the hotelier life and you know you, you know that uh, as good as I, I i do and everybody that is listening yeah. uh it's a tough life you know and and as a general manager i made a many mistakes that i can make a whole podcast about it and seriously and and one of them is that i micromanage a lot back then which meant that i was constantly like every time I was working and I just couldn't handle it. I was like, okay, I, ha- I want to have a life. I want to have, you know, uh, a job from Monday to Friday and all that. So uh, I decided it was time for me to, to move again, to, to change careers again. And yeah, then I, I found, so uh, found Ask Suite actually on LinkedIn, also by accident, let's say it was just there in the feed. And then, and they are a hotel tech company. And I thought, well, I actually can can help there because I was a hotelier, so I, I can relate to the problems you know, hoteliers face and all that. And I think it was it back then was a, a it is a chatbot, and back then chatbots were not so uh, popular, you know. Uh, 
as you know, the hotel industry and technology, uh, they, they still fight sometimes. And yeah, so I thought this was a great uh, tool. I wanted to be involved in this revolution, you know, that we call that it's customer service and all that, automated customer service and all that. So I I just applied for the job. <laughs> I didn't know much. I just I just focused on what I could bring to the company, which was my perspective as a hotelier. And yeah, they they said yes and actually started in sales, <laughs> which is also completely like uh, <laughs> different. Anyway, I stay only for uh, like eight months. I was not such a good sailor, uh, salesperson, I have to admit. And and they knew from the beginning that I want marketing. And when they have the chance, you know, the company grew a lot. And I said, yeah, I want to gonna change now again, but inside of the same com- company. And now I am in content marketing. Well, I talk a lot. I'm so sorry. No, <laughs> I, I like think that me. was that was fascinating. And it provided a lot of you know, kind of insight onto how you got to where you are now. Um, so I, I definitely want to kind of dissect each, each piece of that a little bit. So your psychology background is fascinating to me. Um, I love psychology. I mean, I took like a class in high school on it, but I, I think it's awesome. Um, and the fact that you were able to move to a completely different country after graduating with your degree, you didn't know the language, but you worked at a, essentially a mental hospital, right? That's what this was, was a a hospital for psychiatric patients. And while learning the language, you had to kind of manage them and, and sort of navigate that. Do you have any interesting stories you can remember from your time at the hospital? Like something that stands out to you? Oh, for sure. Uh, I do have one that um, it actually also something that I learned for life uh, that happened to me there and definitely helped me a lot in hospitality afterwards. Uh, is that, well, like I said, I started work, uh, working in this hospital with psychotic uh, patients, right? So they would come in in the middle of the crisis. Um, and then I was very unsure that, okay, how can, I'm going to help them? Cause I don't even know if I'm understanding them <laughs> properly. And I had a, a colleague that was always with me and I always checked with her like, okay, is this making sense? Or is it just me that I can't uh, understand what they are saying? Right. Cause they, they were in the middle of the psychosis. So it, it was like that. And that's when I found out, um, I think it was after a week working, because, uh, you know, I could speak S- Swedish already back then, but it is different when you, it's not your native uh, language. And I didn't know, have many slangs that I didn't know and or n- nuances of the language, you know, to read between lines is different from different countries uh, and cultures and all that. So I always double check and I was very feeling very insecure about my performance because of that, right? And then one day, this 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 to get to this one day, uh, a patient that he was he was already medicated, so he was uh, uh, he could he was able to 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 have a conversation, you know. So he stopped talking to me, and then I didn't understand something that he said. Like I didn't understand because. 
my Swedish was not good enough, not because of him. And then I asked him back and like, oh, what do you mean? What is that? And he thought it was so uh, funny and strange. I don't know. He, if he, he liked it that I didn't, I didn't understand because it's like we change positions and then he helped me instead of me helping him, you know? And that, uh, and then I realized that sometimes your what you think it's your weakness or your biggest fear, especially when you start something new, it can be a strength because this made me connect with him and connect to the other patients because they saw me, oh, she's a bit different like us, kind of. So, uh, and then uh, communication, it's not just words. Communications are connections, right? If you don't connect, you're not communicating. I mean, uh, and this is goes to hospitality, goes to marketing and goes to psychology. So, uh, yeah, that was a lesson that I've learned and completely changed my mindset and to all the next challenge that I have in hospitality, for example, I started knowing nothing, nada, <laughs> uh, and I didn't know uh, checking process, nothing technical. I just, I just like to talk was basically that, like you, were, you can see now. <laughs> so, yeah, and uh, I was really scared when my first day at the front desk, I think everybody that's listening can uh, relate to that too, you know, this craziness that it's in lines uh, lines in front of you and you're like, oh my God, what do I do, what do I do? And yeah, I don't know. Uh, I just think about it. Well, Paula, you worked in a psychiatry hospital in Sweden and you managed to connect with, like this was for me was, the, you know, ultimate challenge. So if I can do that, okay, just, just go for it. And yeah, that's one of... Uh, one of the experience, one of the experience in the psychiatrist though, that that uh, I always remember. Yeah, I'm sure you have probably countless stories of that place. I mean, every day I'm sure was a new adventure, but as is hotels and hospitality too, you know, just like you've had all these experiences at the psychiatric hospital, that same, um, you know, kind of every day is something new, uh, that same excitement can apply in the hotel world as well. And I, I really, really, really like that story, by the way. Um, you were able to be vulnerable with that patient and, you know, show them that, hey, just because I'm here kind of taking care of you and looking after you and trying to help you doesn't mean that I'm better than you or that doesn't mean that I'm smarter than you or, or um, superior to you in any way. I'm still a human being um, and we can all help each other. And that's that's very, very nice and very beautiful. Oh, so um, absolutely. Thank you for sharing that. So um, from there, you moved back to Brazil, right? And then started uh, started in hotels. So you started in hotel. How did it feel for you to be able to provide hospitality um, to guests? Like, do you remember kind of like, you know, you mentioned your first day at the front desk, right? You're nervous, you have lines and everything like that, but you like to talk and you like to connect with people. Do you remember kind of how that felt to to bring that skill to the front desk and, and to show hospitality to others? 
Yeah, uh, I mean, if you think about it, like to be a psychologist and to be a front desk agent, they are not so different. <laughs> uh, you do provide care, you know, you, you, you do want the to provide a good experience in, in the essence of it, right? So, um, yeah, when I started in, uh, in the hospitality and the hotel industry, um, it, it, it does feel really good to know when you actually make a difference in someone's experience or stay. Uh, I don't know uh, about you. Uh, it, it's not about ego, but it's, it's, it's about um, knowing that you provide value. So, you know, uh, example, like TripAdvisor, the first, first time ever someone said, oh, thank you, Paula, uh, for your, you know, kindness or whatever. A, or, or go to the front desk and say to you, uh, that is the motivation, I think, for me. It was, uh, and that was saying to me that I was doing a good, a good job, uh, especially in the beginning. That, like I said, I didn't, I didn't know much about the procedures and could mess up a little bit there and there with the PMS or whatever. But uh, it didn't affect my relation to the guests, and that's the most important. The guests will remember much more. Uh, the relation they are they are having with the hotel staff, then I don't know some mistake that was not su such a big deal, you know. So um, yeah, uh, I, I see when people talk about my background, and, and I do, too, <laughs> I tend to do that. It's like oh, it's so different and confusing, but for me, it's like a line, and it, it's all connected. And uh, and it felt it, it it did felt really good because then. Of course, when you are in psychology, you're providing care to someone that needs care. You know, someone you're helping someone in a difficult situation. When you're in a guest, of course, it's the opposite. It's completely opposite. They want they are in a good mood, let's say, and and you want to make it even better. So it is a different <laughs> right. mindset, of course. But uh, I, for me, they are very much similar. Uh, in, in, in the way that I used to provide at least. Yeah, service, definitely. Because um, I like the sentiment that you mentioned about, um, you know, kind of trying to remove your ego from, from the situation when you're, when you're speaking with guests or you're in, uh, you know, just connecting with somebody. Um, have you witnessed people in, in the places that you've worked kind of lead with an egotistical mindset and have you seen that be successful or not so successful for them? Like, do you, do you have any uh, comparisons to somebody else who maybe has used more of their ego to lead them through their hospitality career? Yeah. Uh, well, definitely. I saw some, uh, some general managers, especially out there, they are, um, they are much more about me and 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 like the ego thing that you are talking about. Um, it is it is it's not the ego. It affects not only the relation. I was saying, I'm talking about the relation relationship you have with guests, but also, of course, with the team, right? So I I do not think it's possible to be actually successful, like. In terms, not of money, but successful as being respected and doing a great job. If you have a big ego, I, I, I don't think it's possible. I don't. I don't think that's possible. And I think it's it's 
it's also uh, one thing that I've learned actually uh, is that people mis- misunderstand ego with being ambitious or um, you know I think you have to to be I, I I'm ambitious person I want to grow uh, you know develop and that that doesn't mean that I I don't think I'm egocentric and. It doesn't make me, you know, think that I'm better than others. I just want to get better in the comparison to me, which is completely different. And I think people misunderstand that that um, that attitude and that concept a lot. And yeah, definitely hospitality. I saw, uh, like I said, many general managers that um, it, it did go to that road. They they went to that road and. Yeah, they, they 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 were not in my eyes. They were not successful. Maybe they were general managers, but the team would not respect them, or you know, the guests were. I don't know. They 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 did their job, but they were not mentionable. I don't know if you if I have a word for that, but yeah, they, yeah, they were not no, worth that, that makes a lot of sense. Now, yeah. um, did you find that you had that problem as a general manager because you said that in your time, you know, you found that you were having to micromanage your staff and you felt like you just couldn't get away. You couldn't take a break because you were constantly wanting to make sure that, that your team was doing everything right. Do you think that you fell victim to your ego as a time as, as a general manager? Oh yeah, for sure. (laughs) uh, I know that. I know that afterwards, you know, because back then I just thought, honestly thought that I was doing the best that I could and that um, uh, I did, I did grew up with, uh, it, it has a culture that says, we have a saying that says, if you want something done it right, you should do it yourself. This is very, um, that was very in inside of me, this. So I wanted to like to control and you know to do everything because uh, uh, because I wanted that I wanted everything to be perfect and I did not think that that was affecting of course the team because you know they thought okay why you have to double check everything and now I understand that but back then no I was blind uh, why you're doing that because you don't trust me and it was not because for me it was not because of I didn't see it as a trust issue. I just seemed like okay, just wanted to be to be really, really, really good, <laughs> and that was really like a huge, the biggest mistake I made. Because not only the team, of course, was not happy with me, as you can imagine after after a while. And when I realized I was doing that, and I said, okay, this is not good. That's not good for me. I don't have a life. It's not good for them. They're not happy. It's not good for anybody here. How can I change? And then I realized the second mistake, well, the second consequence of this mistake is that it is really hard to change a dynamic. You know, that was, for me was really, really hard. It's like, okay, I want to change now. I want to do things differently. But how am I going to motivate these people that were working with me before that I you know how I will convince them that we're going to work in another, in another way? And uh, yeah, that was really, really, really tough, I think. <laughs> and I applaud who yeah. can can do this uh, transition in the same job, you know, because um, for me it was, was almost impossible to, to say, honestly. Yeah, because people, they tend to remember 
the bad, like if you do one bad thing, it probably takes 10 or 15 good things to even like get even with that bad thing that you did, especially when you're a leader and, you know, in a hotel, a general manager of the entire team, was there a moment that you realized that you needed to change? Was it something that happened or a specific instance? Oh yeah, was 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 this was when I realized that I was doing a lot of operational things because well because I wanted to do no no one forced me and I was the general manager and I was like okay why I'm doing this I I, I do have people they're very talented you know they they can do that and why I'm taking this these tasks I mean you know just just because I want to do uh, well then I it, it clicked me when I. Of course, I think when it hurts you, it you get you get it, you know, and then it starts hurting my life. And then I saw, okay, this is not a good way of, of management. I'm doing everything wrong. And then of course I could, like I said, I could do the whole podcast about it, but um, you tend to to recreate the models of management that you've seen, you know. And that like I said, I didn't I didn't study uh, hospitality or anything like that. So what I've learned, I learned from other general managers that I was, that I worked with. And I thought that is the way of doing things. And, and, and that was actually one of the reasons, uh, that I decided to not only to get out of hospitality, uh, but also to get out of this model of, management i want to i wanted to do something different i want to work for with an entire different environment where we're not uh upside i think say upside down yeah, no not upside down up to down i don't know uh you know things from, yeah. from from the top down yes so i wanted to do something different and that's why i'm st- i'm working a startup you know uh ask sweet is a startup and we the management model is much more horizontal and you know people participate in the decisions and all that and at least my experience in hospitality in the hotel industry were not like this was like you know you have your boss and your boss and it goes down and yeah I wanted to break that because I saw what I was becoming I was not liking and I was okay I need to experience something different so I can develop and, you know, and work in yeah. a good environment for me. And I think um, hotels, uh, have you worked in the United States at a hotel or? or no. Just, okay. So yes. it's very similar, actually, in the way that you described a, a very vertical top down um, chain of command. Uh, hotels in the United States are exactly the same, very similar in that very corporate environments to be in, even at the property level. Um, and I've certainly had frustrations with that myself. Um, when, you know, feeling like, Oh, I, I want to do this, but I can't because I have to go through 10 other people to try and get something done. Um, but, but yeah, now, you know, you, you are at ask, you're, you're at a startup. Um, have you found that that's been kind of what you were looking for, kind of a combination of being able to, to utilize your skills in psychology, which I'm sure you can kind of relate that to how to market best to different people and what people want to see and think and the skills that you utilize in hospitality to be able to relate to your clients 
um, but without ha having the thick kind of uh, corporate hierarchy that exists in hotels. Have you enjoyed it so far? Oh, yeah. I'm very, very happy. Um, I'm not just saying that to be <laughs> to look good to look good for my boss. No, it's not that. Is that it? Actually, it is true. Um, I'm happy, like I said, with the whole environment of Ask Suite. Uh, it is it is completely different. I thought maybe I would ah, I'm gonna get disappointed, you know, because people uh, you know talk about startups and oh, it's such a great world, you know, unicorns and all that, but. It actually, it is possible, of course, have this challenge, have a lot of challenge for sure. Uh, but uh, in terms of management style, I, I found what I was looking for. You know, we, we, we totally, we do have, of course, like a head of the section. Yeah, you do have some kind of, uh, how you say, like positions, you know, but it is much more uh, talking and you are included in the decisions than it was what I had before, at least in the hotel industry. And uh, as my role now in content marketing, yeah, I, I totally see, like, like I said, um, yeah, my background is different, but for me, they, they, they do have, um, uh, I, they do have like a, like a roadmap. I don't know. And, uh, and I can join everything now in what I'm doing because, you know, content marketing is basically um, you have to be creative. So you learn a lot all the time, which I, I said in the beginning, I really like. Uh, it's not a boring job at all. You know, you don't just do the same thing over and over. You create different kind of contents, not, ju not just blog posts. And you have podcasts like yourself, like you're doing and webinars, too, and all that. I talk about different subjects. I do uh, different topics, sorry. Uh, so um, yeah, I talk a lot about technology, of course, but we basically talk about um, anything that can happen hoteliers uh, from management, management styles and, you know, yes, technology or trends, uh, a lot of things we, we talk about. Uh, we get to, I get to write or talk about so uh, it is very, um, it, it's very, it's a complete, how, how can I say, it's a whole experience, you know, because uh, I get the creativity and the learning thing that I like. I get the psychology, like you said, because I, I, I do have to understand uh, the hoteliers and then I have the experience as a hotelier. So that, of course, makes uh, easier. So, yeah, for me, content marketing right now and where I am, it is a perfect match. It is. It is. Yeah, and I I think um, it's been cool to see because um, I think I, I don't really remember how long you and I have been connected, but it feels like it's been a little bit of time. And I've seen kind of you know recently you've been able to have some really cool like guests on your podcast for Ask Sweet. Like I listened to your interview with Glenn Houseman, which was really cool, and you had David Araya on there, and like you know, you're almost, you know, making that company a little bit more valuable by being able to just bring people on, even if you don't talk about Ask Suite at all during that show, just to be like, hey, we're, we're talking to people and you can learn from them so you can apply that to, to your, you know, main part of your job. Um, so I'm, 
I'm glad to see kind of your show and your content growing a little bit and getting more uh, recognition and more high profile guests. So that's really cool to see. Um, for those who don't know, because um, I think this will be helpful for my next question, but what, tell me a little bit about AskSuite and uh, what it is that the purpose of that is for hoteliers. Yeah. Well, first of all, thank you for all the, for, for listening to, to the podcast and for the compliments you gave me. Uh, I do follow your work as well. And I know I, I listen to David Araya. I really like him. Uh, if he's listening to, to us now, hey, David. Uh, I saw <laughs> that you also interview Christine. Christine is also such a Christian oh, tree. Yes. She is amazing. And yeah, I'm very lucky to, to, uh, to have connected with these this extraordinary professionals. And like you said, uh, the content we create, uh, it, it's mar content marketing is not just selling, you know, it is like, it is about uh, providing information about a topic and, and it's very broad, like, uh, so uh, Ask Suite, like you, your question was what Ask Suite does and all that. Ask Suite is a hotel tech company. So we provide technology to hotel, hotels all over the world. We are now in over 14 countries, if I'm not mistaken. And we, we develop a chatbot for, specifically for the hotel industry. And we have a lot of features, you know, functionalities for the hotel uh, industry, like uh, integrations with booking engines and, you know, capturing leads and, well, have many, many. So, yeah, so we started as a chatbot uh, for hotels and, <clears throat> sorry, we develop a little bit more to a platform on many channels. So it's not only that you have a chatbot, but your hotel also have um, and one screen customer service um, control. So, you know, if a chatbot is in a website or in Facebook or WhatsApp, you can see everything from there. So it also, it's a management uh, tool. And we are very happy because we did one this year's, uh, when I say we are the best chatbot in the world, it's not me saying. <laughs> uh, we did one, the Hotel Tech Award. So we were very happy with that with that uh, as best uh, live chat and chatbot for hotels. So, uh, yeah, so we are, we are all over the world right now and we are doing great partnerships too, so integrations. And it's a lot going on, actually, even though, uh, of course, the industry uh, felt the heat now. <laughs> but, yeah, we managed to, to keep going, so... Well, and I think that also kind of further, you know, further hammers in the importance of the extra content that you're doing, like the podcast and everything to stay relevant because a lot of hotels may not be willing to invest in extra, you know, kind of uh, luxury expenses, like implementing new procedures like that. Um, but it, it does sound like you guys are doing great, which is awesome. Um, and you know, you kind of briefly mentioned this, but the hotel industry, right, I guess, historically has been slow to adopt new technology. Um, I mean, we can see this, all, I'm sure you've used some very antiquated property management systems and just in general has been slow to adopt new technology. Why do you think that is? 
And do you think that we can remedy that as an industry? Yeah, uh, well, I, I actually worked at, I'm not so young and not so so old, let's say, but I actually work in an old hotel. It was a small inn, actually, that didn't have even a PMS. And it was like Excel sheets. Like, oh, my God, that was, that was horrible. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it was a small one. But it, still, you think it's like, oh, okay, it's only like 14 rooms. No, it is not okay. Because then you, you, you spend so much time doing these things that actually have softwares to do it. So why, you know, why are you going to spend your most valuable resource, which is the human resource, in things that machines can do and can do better in, in that that specific task? So, yeah, uh, the hotel industry, it is, um, I, I agree with you, it is more traditional. And I think it's because it is a, a field that it's very connected with the human, of course. If you think about hospitality, you don't think, you don't think a robot saying hello. You think, you know, something something warm, you know. Yeah, you, you, you do think uh, cozy, coziness. And so I, I think that's uh, one part of the, of the equation here. And the other part is that, um, I don't know, uh, that happens a lot in the hotel industry, but you can see in other areas as well. Uh, to change is not easy you know to change procedures that we tend to to go against it because we think that well it's working why i'm gonna change it but the thing is if you analyze it maybe it's not working and maybe it's not working as well as you could uh so i, I think hoteliers is they they still before the pandemic i want to point out before the pandemic they were still very hesitating in adopting technology they thought Either they would lose uh, the human contact that I said, the the quality of the service as well. So uh, you know, PMS. I think everybody uses it, but some some technology, like you you said, uh, is still considered like luxurious or nice to have and not must have. And I think with the pandemic, it shows that they are must have. You know. Uh, first of all, because of the demand now that it's uh, contactless and, you know, making everything uh, more safe than ever. So technology helps a lot in that area, in that, in that aspect. And also because, unfortunately, many hoteliers uh, lost the job, so hotels have to downsize. And, you know, you have, you have one staff now where you will have three or something like that, and you still have to be productive you're going to have to handle the service, right? So if you have to, I don't know, answer emails, uh, I know I did that. I think I answer like 100 email, 100 emails a day and it was basically copy-pasting and just changing one thing or, you know, dates or something like that. And you make mistakes because in, in your, like the 20th <laughs> and right. you're like, uh, oh no, I sent the right room, pri- the wrong room price. Oh my God. You know, in that, and it happens, it happens. And if you have, uh, you know, a software that can do that, great. And in, in customer service, uh, it happens too when you're texting to, I don't know, send a text in Facebook and you have to text back because everybody knows that if you don't answer, if your hotel don't answer, 
you're probably going to lose the reservation. No one's going to wait for you unless you already have some kind of recommendation or there are very special cases. But now what we do, we look, we see a list. Oh, we try this, try that. Okay, he answered me faster and you have this, this, and okay, that's good. So you have to answer fast your potential guests. So you're going to lose it. So in customer service, also you cannot like uh, spend a lot of time answering and okay, I'm going to send like, no one books anything without at least a picture, right? And then if you don't have like a chatbot or something like that, you're going to have to manually, okay, what is the picture? And then go back and then, you know, it, it doesn't work. But even if you don't have much, they're going to say, oh, but now it doesn't have much demand. Yeah, but then you have also not much staff and you, you have a whole bunch of other things that you have to do and they need you much more. You should be doing like strategies. You should be doing uh, how can I make this experience better and not just, you know, answering, oh, do you allow pets or something like that? So, uh, yeah, so uh, we, we, uh, we are very happy that we are helping so many hotels, especially right now. And we are, of course, happy that, I think hotel, many hoteliers, they're going to have to be open to technology. If they weren't before, this is the time. And this is a great time to test and to analyze. I'm not saying that, oh, you should have all the technology. No. Analyze what what is good for you. What, what, where is your gap? Uh, oh, is this uh, what you have, what you don't, where you can. It's not, not just saying, please, no, buy everything. No. It's not. Um, I think you, you should analyze your case and uh, where you where you want to go and where you can improve. And you're definitely going to find some really, really good tools out there that, that can help you, especially now that we all need help. Yeah, definitely. Because, you know, to your point, people resist and they say, oh, well, it's not warm. It's not a human connection. It's not that. But if you think about, you know, hospitality is giving the consumer, giving the guest, giving whatever the fellow human being, you know, prioritizing what they want. And to your point, when somebody's booking a hotel, in in this case, they don't want to spend a week trying to figure out that detail. They just want to be like, okay, we just want to get this done, book the hotel. Who's going to respond? Like promptness, quickness, people's pace of life is much faster than it once was. So you have to be able to match that and level up to that. And I guess for the little demand that is out there right now, you'd probably want to capture that if the opportunity is out there and, you know, versus letting somebody who's quicker than you, uh, get that business and get that limited demand. Um, so, uh, go ahead. Sorry. Sorry. No, yeah, you're totally right. I mean, you can, when I talk to a hotelier, I have many friends that are hoteliers still. And then they're like, and then when they were reluctant, like, I'm going to use a chatbot. Oh, okay. I prefer to be, uh, to get a service by a good chatbot that will answer me fast. Then to have, oh, what I want, they want human. No, I don't want a human that takes 30 minutes to answer a text. <laughs> I, I'm sorry, you know, you can be great, but I, I don't have the time. Like you said, we don't, we don't have the time. 
no traveler gonna be waiting for you. And if they don't book with your competitor, they will probably book with the OTA because there is easier. Think there's a get letter, so you're you're gonna lose anyway. So yeah, I think it's it, it, I think it was starting uh, the hotel industry starting to realize how time response is important for bookings and how technology is important for for revenue and all that. And with the pandemic now, yeah, like I said, I, I, we we're seeing like they they okay. I admit, <laughs> I have to reconsider this because I'm not gonna make it. And yes, it's few demand right now. But you like you said, and very good point. It's few demand, so you don't have the luxury of missing that opportunity. You if you have someone asking you what is your price or if you're open or whatever. You have to answer fast because it, it, it's not gonna not gonna uh, appear many of them right now, unfortunately. So you have to do your best right away. Yeah, definitely, and and very well said. Thank you so much for for you know sharing that part of it because I think a lot of people now are starting to realize that, that the old playbook of how to run a hotel and how to you know. Uh, operate a hospitality organization, you kind of have to tear it up and start over to a certain extent. Um, now, one last question I want to ask you before we wrap up today is um, if you could remember the first time you felt hospitality, the first time that somebody provided that to you, do you, do you remember or have anything that comes to mind? Well, the po- it was when I was a child, actually. Is that count? I don't know if that answered your question, but uh, we no, used to counts. go. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> we used to go as a family family trip, you know, to a hotel there in south of Brazil, and they they really had a really good team for the kids, which I was one of them, and. I I simply I just forget about my parents seriously they they were so um I don't know how to say they're so caring <laughs> and they, you could I could feel like they were happy to be with me you know I think that's the key to you feel if you if you think like someone's just there because they have to be there uh especially when you're a kid you you won't like it, right? No, or or all that. So you think? I mean, if you go to a front desk and you see someone that's like, oh yeah, we have this and that, like a robot, <laughs> you won't like it, right? Uh, humans being acting like robots is no good. So yeah, so that for me, hospitality was that was they. I think it's cliche, but it, I can't think about anything else. But it makes you feel like. Uh, important and special and and they're enjoying being with you you know that it's not just a job that they're actually liking what you're doing I think that for me was the key in that uh, and and I really loved that hotel I think we came there three times (laughs) and yeah (laughs) that's awesome that you can still remember the way you felt from that staff like so many years after the fact um well Paula, I, I thank you so much for being with us on the show. I think we had a great conversation. Um, and for those listening, we will have Paula's LinkedIn profile in the show notes for today. We'll also include the Ask Suite information in website as well in our show notes for today. Uh, so for anybody who's interested in checking out her 
program can take a look at it. And Paula, thank you so much again for your contributions to the hospitality industry. It's been a pleasure talking to you. Oh, thanks so much, Kyle. And sorry if I, I talk too much and <laughs> that I didn't make mistakes in, in English. So sorry, but yeah, I no, hope actually, you all enjoyed. Paula, you didn't, it, to me, I was able to understand everything you were saying perfectly and, uh, and, I think uh, you you spoke a lot, but it was a lot of value that you brought. So thank you. <laughs> thank you, Kyle, again. And um, uh, congratulations, you too, on your content that you create. It's really, really uh, good. And uh, I follow your work, like I said before, and just keep doing it, please. We need you. <laughs> thank you. We won't let anybody down. We'll keep going with it. <laughs>